Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Alan Moore and you're listening to Gaelic Games Europe's twice-weekly podcast, This Sunday's Game. A very warm welcome to This Sunday's Game. We're almost at midsummer, and we have another super show lined up for you today. We're going to speak with GGE's Ladies Gaelic Football Officer, Atenia Alvarez-Feros, and she's going to tell us just how she fell in love with Gaelic football and how she got over her fear of being crushed by giants and uh, just what lies ahead for Ladies Gaelic football in Europe. But first, a bit of news. As media talking heads in Ireland continue to fan the flames between clubs and counties, the GAA took definite steps to calm things down. They warned chairpersons of county boards that county training before the 14th of September would be considered misconduct, which of course would carry a minimum eight-week suspension along with potential fines and disqualification. Clubs were also contacted and told to submit a formal complaint to Co Park if they were being deprived of players or aware of collective county sessions taking place, and that all complaints would have to come from the secretary email of the club. Now, such whistleblowing would not be seen in a favourable light by many clubs, one of them in Connacht saying that there would be a backlash, I can't see it working at all. They, the GAA, are right to do what they are doing, but calling them out on it, what club secretary is going to do that? The LGFA has just altered its policy on challenge matches between teams from the Republic of Ireland and from Northern Ireland. Clubs in the South have been playing full contact matches since the 29th of June, whereas in the North they will not be allowed to restart until the 17th of July. The LGFA announced that challenge games can now take place for clubs against clubs in the 26 counties once officially approved as per LGFA guidelines. The injury fund will only apply for games sanctioned officially as per above. We cannot sanction challenge games for clubs in the six counties against other clubs in the six counties until Northern Ireland Executive Guidelines approve, which currently is commencing from the 17th of July. It is essential that all games are played in compliance with all other COVID-19 protocols as per the Gaelic Games Guidelines. And finally, yesterday in America, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has become the first half a billion dollar player in sports history. Now, there are some nuances to his tenure extension and $503 million salary. He will only be paid for 25 weeks each year. However, for those weeks, he'll be earning $2 million before tax, of course. With the news out of the way, we go straight to Paris and to speak with the GGE's Ladies Gaily Football Officer, Atenia Alvarez Ferros. Right, I am delighted today on this Sunday's game to be going all the way to Paris to have a chat with Gaelic Games Europe's ladies football officer, Atenia Avaras Feroz. Did I say that correct, Atenia? That's perfect. Okay. Now, I also have to ask, I also know that your nickname is Lola, correct? Yeah. Why Lola? Is it from the song? Uh, no, it's because my second name is Atenia. So it's, uh, my first name is Atenia. Uh-huh. Sorry, uh, it's Atenia Dolores. So I have to... Uh, first name you can say so the second one is is Dolores and normally the people who is called Dolores they, the girls who call Dolores they call them Lola so that's why okay now I'm going to say something and please the next time you see me like at a, at a convention or a meeting you can punch me uh, we have a pet dog at home called Lola but it's after the it's, song it's normal yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. But it's easy you know it's easy so it's it's a short name and you can just say it like quickly so 
Okay. <laughs> so Lowell is from Dolores. That's brilliant. I, I, I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. So folks, we're, we're learning here on the podcast as always. Listen, <laughs> um, I tell you, I want to ask why Gaelic football? Why ladies Gaelic football? What got you interested? So I started, first of all, I started in Galicia because I, I'm, I'm from Galicia at base. Um, I did quick travels to Ireland and I discovered like ladies Gaelic football. And I say, like, I will never try that. It's, like, quite difficult to, to, to play. And it was seen, I was like, they are just, like, monsters. They are, like, big, fast, and then you never know um, what's going on. And when I came back from Ireland, I discovered that, like, the town was, like, closest to mine. Uh, they created a new team. And I said, like, let's go. Going on. They are non-Irish. So you will never be like afraid to play against professionals. <laughs> so why not? We're going to give a chance. And I just fell in love. Like I think it was the second training. And I said, like, that's perfect. Brilliant. So that's why I choose uh, Gaelic football because uh, you never know what's going on. Well, first of all, and after when you play, you discover this a dynamic and, and perfect sport to play and to discover many, many of, of a different part of your body that can coordinate at the same time. So that's brilliant. That's something now that, I mean, I, I, I fully agree with you. And it's something I've heard back from a number of women who've taken up the sport, uh, non-Irish or even Irish who came to it later in life. They feel that's a great all-body workout. Are they right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you discover more and more that, that you can do some other things at the same time. I mean, when you do a solo, you're using your hand and, your, and your, your foot and you will never think about that. I mean, when you're a girl normally, and that's, that's the, the cliche uh, that you can do uh, something from contact or sports like that, like quite fast or something like that. And you just show the others that you can and, that's, and you do it like brilliant. So it's a good thing. What's the hardest skill in Gaelic football to learn? Uh, for me, I think it's the block because I'm, yeah, because uh, the solo you are gonna train, so you're gonna try again and again and again and again, and you need to have patience because it's not gonna work at the first uh, time. But I think it's the block because you're gonna just drop, you're gonna you're gonna go for the ball and you're gonna go with all your hands, and maybe it's not gonna be in hand, so maybe it's gonna be in your face. <laughs> or somewhere else and you're gonna miss it so i think it's like really complicated i don't know why but it's really complicated and when i see the guys do it i, I say like oh no jesus but i will never do that but i said same when i when i saw the solo so and i will get i will get and we'll, we'll try again and again and again and it will work because i mean always people say the solo you know the toe tap is the one that's the hardest to do i agree with you i think the block is very very difficult at right and it is a kind of bit of fear as well. People are afraid to get yeah, that's it. in the face. Yeah, you're right. All right. Now, listen, from Galicia, let's continue on the journey. So you went from Galicia. I know you went, you played Gaelic football in Canada, correct? Yeah, that's it. So I started my studies in Galicia and I have the opportunity in 2017 to go to Canada. So I just crossed the border and I said, why not? We're going to try to 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 get in touch with uh, some team or or maybe just train a little bit. And I get involved during six months with the Montreal Shamrocks. And that's, uh, that was amazing. Many, many people from, from Ireland, but also uh, many people from Canada. Uh, that means that, that you're going to get the best from the Canadian and the best from the Irish. And that's 
just that. You're up in Paris now. Would you say that like it's kind of Paris would be closer to the kind of Montreal model or to the model in Galicia? I think that, that there are the three of them are too different because I can say that I play in three uh, huge leagues because Galicia grown a lot uh, last few years and Montreal is a, is a huge community of Irish in, in general. I mean, not, not only in Gaelic football, but uh, in Irish in general. So that's really good. And here in Paris, uh, the beginning, as, uh, as I know, uh, mostly of the, of the people came from Ireland as, a, I don't know, as an Erasmus thing or came to work and after left. But now, yeah, like mostly of the people are French. So that's amazing too, because they, they have a really strong team, or we have a really strong team, and it's made of 90% of, of French. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. But yeah, they're, they're kind of different. I mean, uh, even the, the style of, of play, uh, and, because when we start in Galicia, we start from nothing. I mean, we have um, like one or two Irish for many, many years. So that means that we are in a, we're in a construction of our vision of Gaelic football always like following the rules, of course. It's a different construction. And here in Paris, it's the same because most of them are French now. So they came from different other collective sports as rugby, football, uh, even badminton. I mean, uh, many people came from other sports and support uh, the, the vision of the, of the sport. So, and that's, that's really good. And yeah, and in Montreal was like kind of the m most closest to the Irish model, I think. So they tried to play... Uh, uh, 11 or even 15 because they have uh, yeah, the, the field to, to, to do it and here in, in, in Europe we struggle with the, with the sizes of the, of the pitches so, so yeah I think they are more Irish in, in Canada and here we are more like okay we are European and we are doing as, as we could <laughs> to, to play in that way Daniel, um one thing that uh, Anthony McDermott the vice chair and the head of the CCC brought up there last week was about uh, women's pitches. Mm -hmm. um, what's the issue with pitches uh, or fields in ladies' getting football in Europe? So the thing is that we can play, as in the rules as uh, said, we can play seven aside, nine aside, or 11 aside, but we all know that we barely play at 11, so it's like a huge, a huge pitch. And uh, we usually are like, in the side of the big pitches playing at seven. So that means that we are going to have like the worst of them because we are going to divide maybe one of the biggest pitches in two. Uh, and that means that makes a lot of work to do and a lot of things to do. And we play seven who is like, is like not, not the closest way to play against football as in Ireland. I mean, they play 15 and we play seven. So it's the half. It's not the same sport. I mean, it's, not the same one. So we try to, to get more close to the, to the Irish spirit and the Irish way to do the, the Gaelic, uh, Gaelic football. And we are trying to yeah, erase the seven aside. And I know that the, maybe the girls and the, and the clubs are going to say, okay, we don't have enough players. But the thing in Europe is that we can share players. And, and that's the, the positive way to, to create teams, to create like, Get, get along with other with other players from different uh, different regions and different uh, countries, uh, and that's always good. I mean, we are a family before that. 
And first of all, we are, we are players and we are going to enjoy that game. We are not paid for that. So why not? We are going to share players. We're going to play uh, along the, the day with different or many teams because that's, that's the point. It's make friends and have fun. So yeah, yeah. why not just erase the seven aside and stay with the nine and with the 11? Make teams comfortable with the nine aside and with the 11. And why not maybe in a couple of years play uh, 15? Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a great point because I, I, I noticed at the World Games last year when the ladies teams were playing nine. I think, well, the teams were playing nine aside as far as I remember. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the team rushed away from injuries and then two people, our captain had to leave to go to America and uh, one of our defenders had to go on our honeymoon. So mm-hmm. when we were down players, we got players from Iberia and they joined yeah. us for the last game because they'd finished and it was brilliant. And I mean, I think it was, we all were saying it was the most fun match of all because they, they worked hard for each other. Afterwards, they, there was such great mixing. Is there not a bit of a fear maybe that when it comes up to the likes of the World Games or competitions that, you know, teams might be either A, reluctant to share mm-hmm. players or B, maybe that the, it won't be as competitive or won't be as interesting and people will step away? I think that, that we need to, to change our mind. I mean, uh, you are not going to share a player to make another team great. You're going to make your team great because you're going to share a player. And you're going to share players that want to play with another team. I mean, I'm, nobody's going to force you to play with another team. But you can think and you don't think about, like, you're going to make great another team because you share your players with. You want a competition, that's great because you're going to win and you're going to train hard and you're going to be uh, the best of you and you're going to give the best of you and the pitch to give the trophy and come back with the trophy. But you're also going to give a piece of you. I mean, when you play with another team, you're going to share many of other things than sport. So uh, that's perfect. That's brilliant. I mean, I don't, I can't think about like someone's going to say, no, I'm going to, I don't want to share the team with that person because you don't know them. And maybe you're going to give to you, even um, when, when you talk about sports um, professionally, they're going to maybe give it to you a lesson. I mean, you're going to always learn something from other person that you don't know. So. I can't imagine that people saying like, I know I don't want to share the team with that person. I don't want to share with team uh, or I don't want to play with that team. I mean, you're going to go if you want. Nobody's going to, is going to force you to share players, but it's the, I think it's the philosophy and the, the soul of, of the Gaelic, of the Gaelic football that you're going to share something other about sports. And that's why we, we, they exist the three times. So the first time, the, Second time and the three times. So three times you're going to go agave beer. So that's the point. It's funny. It's, it's amazing. Why not? So we, we can share the team. We can share the players because that's the philosophy, in my opinion. You know, I, wanted, I want to now ask you about your, your role as lady, ladies Gaelic football officer. I mean, it's a huge area to have to cover. Um, how many clubs have ladies teams in Europe? So the thing is that that year, because uh, of the COVID situation too, uh, since last year, I think there are less because people are leaving and they come back to their countries mm-hmm. because we need to remember that not only, imagine the situation of France, not only a team of France are created from, from French. So that means like most of the people are from other countries. I'm, I'm talking about my person. So <laughs> I'm from Spain and I can imagine if I left and uh, 
other of my of my colleagues here in in, in Paris left from their countries to their countries. Uh, Paris is gonna is gonna less many players. So um, so yeah, the thing is is that there are many clubs. They have uh, a ladies team, but it, uh, there are less than than the one than the men. Sorry. Oh. So that means that we have maybe. Uh, 70% of the teams in general that have a, a ladies team. So not 100%. I mean, when you, when you create a team, the first thing is that create the men's team is like mm -hmm. the easiest way. And after you're going to create a, a, a female team, a ladies team, when the thing is going to work. And then one thing, of course, for development officers in any code, and of course by code I mean either ladies getting football, men's football, hurling and camogie, is development and recruiting. Uh, what are your plans? What is your strategy? Because this year, of course, as you mentioned, it's been quite tough. But for the next, say, 12 months, what, what are you planning to do and what do you want to see happen? So it should be difficult because it's true. We, we can't travel for now. So I think the, the, the events that, that in Gaelic football are happening uh, that attract many, many players. So, I mean, if you do a tournament and you, and you get a, a team from Ireland, people's going to say, okay, that's a, that's a good sport and you're going to see professionals and it's going to be fun. So, so that's, that's one point. Do more tournaments. It's going to be like tough because of that situation. And we don't know when we are going to go get back to, more, to normal. So that's kind of scary in that point. But I think do more tournaments, do more connections between the teams because that's the important thing. Uh, lately, we, we play about, we talk about doing connections between, between teams and sharing players. And that's a good opportunity to, to get in touch with people from another, from another uh, countries uh, and get into tournaments. But that means that you're gonna we're gonna get visibility, and that's the point. Do more and more and more games, events, even if it's not related to Gaelic football. You know, it's like improving uh, our visibility, and you help a lot as a PRO because you did an excellent job. Thank you. And and we need to like collaborate with the with the men's also because I'm starting to know and I'm I'm realized that many of the people who came to a club. As a, as a new recruit, is a friend of a friend, or is your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or your uncle, because because he's like uh, excited to play that that game, or is always in the family. That's why we said that it's a family sport first of all, and and we need to get in touch with the people and you know like show that the the game is not as tough as that, but it's fun and as dynamic. So is we're gonna sell our sport. You can say that as a, as the perfect sport to play, and you're gonna get. I I know then that they're gonna love it. So and we all know that they're gonna love it. So the thing is that do more, more, and more, and more tournaments and more friendly games, because a friendly game is not is not the same thing as a tournament. A tournament you need to prepare, you need to organize everything, and it's a rough, rough game, and is a is a tough job. But apparently, it's like get in touch with the, with the team who's closest to yours and just do an exhibition or a friendly game. Uh, an afternoon, Saturday afternoon, you're going to go and play for an hour and you're going to get in touch with your uh, closest circle of friends or family and you're going to show them what, are you, what we're going to play. And that's a, a good sport. And also do more connections with Ireland because it's true that some, sometimes happen that 
we don't have enough visibility and we have maybe some Irish people in the town that they don't know that is a, an Irish sport uh, playing in, in, in the capital or in the town. So that's a shame. I mean, here in Paris, it, it happens a lot. And in Montreal, it was the same. Because if you not get visibility, people are not going to come back to you or back to you saying, okay, it's just I said and I saw an, 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 a poster or, or something like that, that Gaelic football is in the town. So that's it. It's like push the people to, to get visibility, to go more on social media, go more uh, doing posting videos, posting photographs, uh, doing friendly games, even between the same teammates. I mean, if you have... 15 players, go for a 7-7, seven, a seven, I don't know, in a, in a small pitch in the middle of a park, if you can, and if it's a low for all the council. But go ahead and just um, go and do a, do a small uh, tour with the ball and with your sleotar in the case of the, of the hurling emoji and your, and your hurl. And do a kind of a submission, just something formal, but... You're going to get in touch with some people. People are, are getting interested because they say, what they are going to do with that kind of piece of wood? <laughs> and that ball is like weird. And they, they, we are curious for, for nature. So we are human and we are curious. So, so that's, the, that's the point. Get more visibility in every, in every way. Um, final couple of questions, Atenia. Um, first uh, is, in terms of ladies' Gaelic football, do you think that a little bit more assistance needs to be given? Do you think that there's still kind of more focus on men's football? I don't think so, but I think that, that one fact is true, is that the men's are more in sport than women, or more in the context sport than women. And we can see that when you, when you enter to a club, there's more men than, than women playing sport. And that's, that's a shame too, because we are, we are able to do that. I mean, we are strong, we are fast, and uh, we have patience. We need to show that them that, that, that we can do a sport. So uh, that's something that we love to. But, but normally the girls, yeah, that's, that's true. That it's, it's easy to, to get in, in touch with, with a guy and say, like, come on, we're going we're gonna to do a friendly game. Just come and try. And, and that's true that the, that the girls, we have another ambitions in, in sports. So make friends or, or be comfortable or... Um, like choose the, the, the trainings because we are do, doing something uh, on the side or they are moms too. So they are, they're going to they're gonna have kids and they're going to just be uh, in, in a part of family as, as the guys. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that only the moms taking care of the kids, mm -hmm. but I mean that we organize our, our day differently. So, so that's true that it's getting, we are too busy. Women are busy. I mean, we need to organize our, our day and, and take time to have a sport and that's to, to do a sport and that's that's not the same thing as the guys because the guys you, you're gonna you're gonna choose your sport and you're gonna go for it every anything anything happening in the day you're gonna go for it and maybe for us it's not the same thing I mean uh, if we are tired or if we are uh, like with our minds in another thing it's not a sport maybe who's gonna like be our way to escape or not everything. And, and for you, it's like kind of, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go for it. And I, and I see that in the, the trainings. I mean, we are less women than that, that men's because you're going to go for it and we're going to organize our day to have time to, to, to go to training. And if we are going to have friends at the training, it's going to push us or our, our boyfriend or something or someone that is going gonna, is gonna to push to, to go for it. 
So I think it's a shame. I mean, um, we have different priorities when we play sports. So, so that's why we need to, to play to, with that kind of things, to get in touch with the, with the, with the girls, to come and, and pick them from their, their minds and say like, okay, come on, we're going to play, we're going to play Galicia, we're going to motivate ourselves. You, I think the guys, you don't need also uh, a huge amount of motivation because you uh, motivate yourself better than ours. Final question for you. So uh, Galicia to Quebec and now Paris, where next? I think we're going to stay in Paris for a while. <laughs> let's say, let's say uh, I don't have 21 years anymore. I think it was also the, the, the adventure, the kind of, of the side of the adventure. So let's go. We're going we're gonna to work. Uh, anywhere and we're gonna do what we want to do right now and um, I'm not seeing me playing till 40 but, um, but if I if I need to stop I think we'll be in Paris because it's a really good place and people are amazing here so I think we're gonna stay in Paris I'm gonna stay in Paris for a while and uh, maybe one day come back to Galicia why not but I think uh, I already travel a lot and work a lot in different countries. And I think it's the moment to, to stop and to say, OK, we're going we're gonna to focus in one team and uh, in one country. And, uh, but we, you never know. Maybe a huge opportunity came from another, another country and I will leave. But not for a moment. It's not in my, in my mind. Okay, that's a, you know, again, it is when you feel comfortable that it's a great place to, to set down roots. And of course, uh, having roots doesn't mean that you're stuck. It just means that that's where you like to be. And there's like, there's few better places to be than Paris, of course, especially in the spring. Exactly. Exactly. So, Atenia Alvarez, Feroz, Alvarez, Feroz, thank you very, very much for your time. And um, we wish you best of luck for the rest of the year and uh, enjoy Paris. Thank you very much. As a final whistle blows on this episode of This Sunday's Game, we'd like to thank Atenia again for her time. Wish her luck. We continue to develop Ladies Gelly football in Europe. And we'll be back, of course, on Sunday. So until then, take care of yourselves and each other.